People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right. Today's episode, we have a return guest. His name is Doc Dixon. He is a comedy magician. He is an all-around awesome dude. I love this guy so much. If you, if this is the first time hearing about Doc Dixon, please check out episode uh, 26 from season one. And he does his whole background story and all of that and tells you how he got started in magic and you hear some jokes. I don't know if he's got jokes today, but you'll hear some jokes back then. And I just re-listened to the episode. It was a lot of fun. But everybody, it's Doc Dixon. What's up, Doc? It's good to be back on this, the finest magic podcast in the universe. Maybe even bigger than that. Dude. Aw, aren't you sweet? Dude, I'm, I, that's, my, that's my quote for the episode. Thank you. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, before the episode started, we're talking on your vehicle. Uh, you're doing, they call that a, a wrap, the advertising and all that. Yes, sir. And I had the brilliant idea. You're on the road. You go into some podunk diner. They put the paper placemat in front of you. And it is a bunch of ads for local businesses. They were Chuck's Life Insurance, Bob's Taxidermy. That's your wrap right there. Oh, my. That's it. J- Advertise for everybody else going down the road. Make money. But they'll pay for the wrap. Now, it'll be tough because most of those are local businesses. But, you know, uh, it's an idea. Okay. All right. Well, it's an idea. (laughs) You know, you ever like you're following a U-Haul and they like have on the back of it that thing where the, the, the picture... And the guys lifting up the uh, the door. Yes, sir. And or 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 the uh, the the slightly. And I know this is a family. I'm like, oh, we're skate here. The one on the plumber's truck, where from the side it looks like the plumber's sitting in the toilet. Right. Yeah. You need the magic version of that. Uh, what, what would that be? I don't know, but something where <laughs> they look inside. And, you know, maybe you're sawing your wife in half or something, you know, and while, she, you know, she's sawing in half, and you're, like, homeschooling, the, she's homeschooling one of the kids, and you're homeschooling the other kid, you know, you're sawing it out there. Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's been night and day difference having that RV. It really has. Um, you know, she's able, you know, we have an early morning school show. We're done with school by the time we get to school. Yeah. Nice. It is so, nice. I mean... Because in the past, I mean, we had a magic van, and she just sat in the back, and she just watched um, uh, Disney movies or whatever, and we're sitting in the front listening to podcasts, and we get to the school, and then we, you know, drive home, and then we all take naps because we had to get up so early, and then we start school at 5 p.m. Now we're getting it done before we get to the first show. It is so nice. Now, how many children do you have? Three. We have a we have a 10-year-old little girl and then 18-month-old twins. And we're done. We're not going to try to catch up to you. How many kids does he have? Yeah, I remember when I had three kids. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, I was just at the doctor's office, for, and I have listeners. I have seven kids: a grown daughter and six boys, ages uh, six to uh, fifteen. Ooh. And and for, and for a checkup, and the nurse mentions, "I have five kids." I'm like, "Piece of cake." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's let's talk about magic. We could talk about magic. We could talk about anything you want, man. It's just a conversation. We're just hanging out, having fun, dude. But as far as that rap goes, we've had people oh, yeah, give the us rap, the rap. So you're gonna you're gonna do my idea, right? All the ads? No, okay. No, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I had somebody. Uh, I put it on the internet because this this person we talked about it last week on the podcast. Our graphic designer, I don't know if it's a high school kid, I don't know what it is, but it works with the company that's doing the rap. And they're like, talk to the talk to the graphic designer and tell them what you want. I want a I want an all black RV, uh, because it's gonna look like a paint job. The thing is like sun faded. It's an older RV, so the paint looks like it's sun faded, and some of it's plastic, so it looks like it's sun faded. Let's make it all black. It'll look like a paint job, and then we can put graphics on top of that. 
Well, the first design I get back is purple with stars. The whole thing is purple. Looks like Barney Mobile for, you know, third three yeah, year old it, birthday party. It looks very kiddyish. And um this <clears throat> and I told him, I said, All right, well I asked for black and um I, I got purple with stars. So they gave me black with a purple swoosh with uh stars in the purple swoosh. And I said, mm, can you get rid of those stars? The purple swoosh might be okay. It's a darker purple. I like purple. Um, and it's not overabundance. So just get rid of that. They get rid of the stars, and now they make my purple swoosh pink. And I'm like, I, I don't want pink on my vehicle. What are you doing? But every email I send them is like, you know, a week to get a response. So this has been going on for a month and a half, and it's just been a nightmare. But I think we're finally done. I think we're finally done. It reminds me of something I used to say uh, to my boys when they were much younger, when they were little, and you know, trying to teach them the proper way to help around the house. Is and and, and they could the teenagers can still repeat this mantra. What's the first part of helping? Of helping, listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's and, and it's not like a web designer where you know if you're okay, boom, it's not. It's your vehicle. That's kind of. And it's expensive. Yeah, and it's expensive. So if I don't like it, I mean, that's, that's, ugh. And, um, yeah, so uh, we were talking about that last night. We said, you know, I hope they don't charge us per hour or per, you know, week of working on this because I had a flat fee to do it. But, you know, I'm just going to send all the emails to the boss and say, do you think I got what I asked for? I had to keep asking silly stuff. Um, there's playing cards, there's jumbo playing cards and, um, on the back of my RV now that's in the new wrap design and the new, uh, proof that they gave me, it was like overlapped and crooked and they're, they were falling off the RV. It looked like they were falling down. I'm like, what, what is that? I can't approve this proof. And it was splotchy. And it was splotchy. And she said, um, or the graphics designer said, oh, that was just an error in the, in the, giving you the PDF. I can't push approve on that that's right. supposed to be what i'm approving what are you doing you got to send me something that looks good yeah. and then the today's was there's a big pink dot that on the rv would have been bigger than my fist and they said um i said there's a big pink dot on yeah that's just for reference that that won't be on there well i can't <laughs> how do i approve that yeah. what do you want me to do how do i know that yeah anyway anyway so <laughs> one of the things thing doc is i ask uh, facebook for help i sent up uh four pictures my old rv and the three different proofs and i said look this is what i keep getting guys what do you think and people are like i like number one i like number three and then other people are like um you know what you ought to do you ought to put your facebook your instagram your twitter handle uh testimonials. you need testimonials on your rv going 70 miles down the road can you imagine testimonials what testimonial would you put on there Well, the, um, it, that would be kind of as bad as, uh, like, putting restaurant placemats all over the thing. I mean, that would be... No, that's, that, that's a terrible idea. No, that was a genius idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a way to get someone else to pay for it. Oh, okay. I like that part, uh, somebody else paying for it, but, but the other part... Well, see, that's where I've gotten spoiled. My, my magic van and my trailer was paid for by Pepsi. They were my sponsor back then, and they always had their... Um, their track their tractor trailers wrapped with Pepsi logos and every Pepsi truck is wrapped. It's not doesn't yeah. just have a logo on it, it's wrapped. So they had a design team, they had everything, and boy, that was flawless. That was, yeah, that was number one, it was quick. free. And number two, they threw out one idea. I said, Eh, I don't like that. Can you change the font? Boom. I was done. And um 
I mean, they went above and beyond. You can't ask a regular rap company to do this, Doc, but they actually fixed my windshield. I had a crack in my windshield. They said, ah, you're already in the shop. We'll go ahead and do it. They fixed a crack in the windshield. They got a dent out in my car, and they painted the entire van before they put the new decals on it. You can't ask a regular print shop to do that. Yeah, they, they spoiled us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Well, you know, you know, the problem is now that now that you're a, a fooler and part of the fooler family, you know, they smell that fooler money and they want to take advantage of it. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> what fooler money? <laughs> Shh. What? Shh. People what? are listening. Shh. <laughs> Don't roll in the mess. Don't roll in the mess. I had a young kid come up to me at a magic convention and say, you know, so I heard when you win, you get a check for 30 grand. Does that come right away, or do you have to wait for the episode to air? How does that work? I'm like, I don't know where you heard that at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did happen my season. Yeah, I did, I did have a, a kid come up to me and say, hey, I saw you on Penn, I saw it. Are you on Penn and Teller Foolish? That was great. I go, thank you very much, young man. And then the kid asked, which one were you, Penn or Teller? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great wait a minute <laughs> at least they recognize you from TV that's the point at least it, well you know I, uh, I have the the weird thing and I know this is going to sound like a joke but it's, it's a fair amount of truth to it particularly after the uh, episode aired uh, mine would have aired uh, September 2019 uh, when I perform I, I wax you know handlebar my mustache it's almost like Clark Kent's glasses. Oh. The likelihood of me being recognized. And I think what happens in their head is if there's like some vague recess in their brain where someone may have seen me or semi in the magic, they see me. But if they see the mustache wax, that clicks over magicians and that sends the file folder in their brain to, oh, he does magic. Mm. And uh, yeah, but if it's not, I'm I'm just that schmuck at Walmart then. Dude, I, I have the same I had the same thing happen, the Clark Kent thing with Ed Alonzo. In two thousand eight, Natalie and I were on our honeymoon and we went to the Magic Castle and we got there super early and Ed Alonzo had jeans, a T shirt, and just regular hair. And um, you know, he didn't have it spiked all up and crazy looking. And uh I looked at him and it was one of those where I looked way too hard at a at a dude. You know what I mean? I'm looking at his face and I'm like, I know I know him from somewhere. And I didn't realize it till I got back home to Virginia a week later. That was Ed Alonzo that I, you know, it was just one of those, it's the same guy. It's not like he has a crazy character. He just spikes his hair straight up in the air. Well, it's, it's I think the, uh, the original classic, Mo Howard, you know, he, he had that, this, he went to the same barber for years who could cut his hair so that when he had to do it Mo style for the Stooges, it was Mo style. But then he could comb it back and look like a normal guy. So that's it. Uh, Did he not get recognized? I don't think he got... I would guess he didn't get recognized as much. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. I would think I'd recognize him. But, I mean, I missed Ed Alonzo, so... That, well, there, 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 there you go. So how how is life uh, post... Uh, you know, or now post things opening up well for you guys yes sir seems like it seems like you're you're very busy natalie just booked another theater today um yeah we're doing really good um things are coming back good. she's good. saying we're gonna have an almost normal summer um you know yeah. our our normal summer used to be 183 shows june through august and you know this year we have shows every single every single day during the summer not She's shaking her head no. No. She does the booking, we're, Doc. We're, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll just talk to her. We're, Hold we're on. doing a heck of a lot better than we have the past two years. We're slowly but surely building our schedule back up. We're not quite to pre-2020, uh, you know, schedule, but we're doing a lot better than the past two years have gone, so I can't complain. So, yeah, it's opening back Amen. up. We're booking more and more, so we, uh, we're happy about it. And we're charging a little bit more, so we don't have to do as many shows, I guess. But I mean, we didn't, yeah. we didn't, we didn't double or triple our fees. No, uh, we didn't go crazy. But also, Doc, that RV that we drive, man, it's a dollar a mile. 
So we had to go to Northern Virginia, which is like DC from Richmond. Um, and it was a hundred, it was a hundred miles away. So it's 200 bucks there and back just to get to the gig. Yeah. But with gas prices the way they are, if I brought my um, magic van and then she followed me in her car that can hold the whole family and crew, um, it would still be that much money. I mean, it would still be, I don't know. Yeah, no matter what way we go at it. Just because of gas prices. Yeah. So we're hoping gas prices go down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was the saddest little one. I know. I don't have much hope what at all. Well, it's, because I, I don't have much hope. Every time gas prices go up, it usually stays there. You know, it doesn't go back down. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> well, I, I've been watching the uh, the prices on uh, fanning powder and slush powder. You know, the big the big commodities that we need to care about: decks of cards and uh, you know hat tears. Hat tears have not gone up that much, so. Oh, that's great. I think, I think I'm, I, and I, I bought out snowstorms before the price. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know you do hat tears, I mean, like, multiple times during a show, so it's a good thing you have about a... 10, 20 times <laughs> during, during, during a show, uh, yeah, 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 oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, enough about us. You got to go back to go to Penn & Teller Fool Us. And yeah. I loved what you did that you made it like uh, like a commercial for Doc. Instead of, I mean, it's always a commercial for you, right? I'm I'm West Isley Magician. I'm on Fool Us. I do 400 shows a year. I'm going to try to fool them. Here we go. You went there and you're like, I am a corporate entertainer. And I'm a fooler. And I have something else to show you. Here we go. It was great for, was it trade show work or corporate work? What was it? I felt when, like it was. When we started doing the the, the pre show package. It, that's always you know it's like oh what do we talk about? Uh, I mean some some people just like dive into it immediately and the right and they know exactly what they want to do. Uh, but you, you know how it is on the show. Uh, you, you have to have to juxtapose with maybe what you want to do, which kind of has, as a performer, you know, billboard-like business implications, both me, both me, uh, to what the needs of the show are, which are obviously the, the, the greater needs in this case. They're the, they're the people that are the host of putting up the money. So uh, balancing that out, finding a hook that's agreeable to most, to, to both sides. So I, if I remember correctly, you know, it's not something I go back and watch all the time. Uh, the, the intro video I did was a combination of, uh, you know, coming back, fooled them last time. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of my, you know, happy, happy space, that experience. And also the the magic. I, I enjoyed creating magic, customized magic for my clients. Mm, that's uh, right. The, the, the really cool thing I, I liked about that was that they got a lot of, like, boom, boom footage of me just, boom, doing this, then this, then this, then this, and this. You know, just different be real things, which have been uh, useful uh, promotionally and, and, and in the sizzle reel I do for my work or use for my work. The, sur the surprising thing about that appearance for me, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, the first time I went on, I fooled him. The second time I didn't. Neither time did I go on with the intent of I'm going to fool Penn and Teller. My intent is I want to do good magic. Right. I want to represent myself well because right. that that is within my hand. That is within my control. Uh, fooling them, that's, that's not. So I uh, did the piece and, you know, fool, did, not, did not fool them the second time. But it was much more of a comedy-driven piece than, than the first time I was on the show. And... You know, of course, it was in the middle of COVID. It shot in, let me shoot that, October 2020. So, you know, deep in the heart of COVID, whatever. <laughs> and we, we shot it under, you know, the COVID protocols and all that jazz. 
but uh, long story short, uh, th- that performance, because of the comedic nature of it, uh, it generated a fair amount of work. Awesome. And, you know, the good place in a sizzle reel and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. It, it, I mean, again, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Uh, 99.99% of the people that see that are not and never will be in a, in a position to book entertainment. Mm. So what's that 0.01%? You yeah. know, and if a fraction of that 0.01% like, that guy's funny, and I book it, and they happen to book entertainment, uh, well, yay. And it doesn't take too many of those to, you know, make that profitable. But, you know, if it, if it hits the right people, it's steered to the right people, and, and you know, uh, thankfully, not with all that good stuff, uh, that, that, that's what happened to me with that. Um, you know, so... Well, that's also why your sizzle reel is so important. Non-fooling to the fooling experience. It truly, it uh, Penn, as he says in many in many interviews, you know, truly, that point of it is not fooling. The point of it is uh, the performance and what happens with it. I mean, no better illustration, you know, a thousand times more illustrative of that than me is uh, Piff, who is is never fooled them, and between that. Between Fulis and AGT, it's you know it's made his career. Yeah, yeah, and you're having that on your show reel, so now you can gear those numbers to a hundred percent of prospects. You know, you send it out to potential customers, so you're you're taking advantage of that and using it for marketing, which we're lucky we're able to use that footage. Oh sure, absolutely, absolutely. How crazy was um, it? How crazy was it performing for just a, a television screen as an audience? I mean, was it cold? Was it was it more intimidating? Because I really played to the audience that was in the room. Yeah, Penn and Teller were there, but I had a room full of people that I was trying to entertain. If Penn and Teller liked it, I hope they liked it, and they did. But I was really playing to the room. You didn't have that to play to. I said I didn't want to go back during COVID because I, I don't want to play to a TV screen. I did that during Zoom, and that wasn't fun. It, uh, well, one... It was in a bit of a state of flux as, the, as, a, as in regards to what would happen as far as the audience. I mean, in, in, in leading up uh, to the performance in the weeks before, would they have a few people in there? What would happen? And it turned out when I got there, it was Penn, Teller, the crew, that's it, you know, were there. Um, in my piece in particular, the, the second routine was very much a comedy-driven piece, and the magic happened at the end. Um, so that was it. Was a different experience. Uh, changes were made. Like okay, in in one of the uh, parts of the routine, originally uh, Teller was going to sign. <coughs> excuse me, sign my finger, uh, my actual you know finger, and. Here's the thing. I, I know, uh, you know, COVID opinions, my protocols, all that are all over the map, and I, I don't want to get into those weeds. But I'll, I'll just get into this minor thing. Uh, or not minor, but this part of it, not a health issue, a business issue. If either one of those guys catch the sniffles during that shoot, uh millions of dollars are lost yes so the protocols which would be exercised for that situation are going to be far different and have to be just for business reasons the additional business reasons alone than for normal situations it just it just was the reality back then just that, that simple given that they are the, the crux, the center of the fullest universe, obviously. Uh, their ages, all that. You know, not that, that they're in great shape, but, you know, just the, the, the numbers on COVID, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So beforehand, the, the, the thing, the, we were talking about different ideas. And it turns out uh, uh, Allison ended up signing my finger, which worked out just fine. But we're going through, okay, different ideas. And one of the things that I wanted to avoid was having my footage from the show 
look like COVID times. That's also what I worry about. Yes, sir. I didn't want the shot of them in masks right. if I could avoid that. Rather have them be distant from me than forever have the peace pigeonholed as that. Have that date stamp on it. You know, that's just that's just not a good thing, period, regardless of the you know, you want, you want your footage to have a, as, as much of a shelf life as possible. Uh, you know, and combine that with my, you know, uh, very quickly aging decrepitude. I mean, the clock is ticking, Wes. Oh, come the on. Clock is come ticking. on. No, hey, real quick. Uh, I was at... Invest in hair. By the way, invest in... Uh, take your money, your portfolio, invest in hair dye. Trust me, it'll pay off just for my customers. Just for me alone. Dude, the, yeah. the hair dye I use is, is Walmart <laughs> hair dye, number 30. It's dark brown, and it's $2.50 a box. Natalie does it every month. I, I just have a stencil that I put on my face, like Roger Martin, <laughs> my actual goatee. Just spray paint. You and, you and your fancy britches money. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's $2.50 a box. No, but I'm hey. A shy, but that's where I get my... That's an old reference. Yeah, Natalie won't get that one. I got it. Forty nine ninety five, but Natalie won't get there that. There you go. But hey, um, SAM convention in Vegas. Uh, first time ever getting a picture with Copperfield. I've wanted a picture with Copperfield since I was a little kid. I've met him, at, you know, after a show, got an autograph, shook his hand, whatever, backstage. But I never got a picture with him. I get it this January. Guess what? We both have masks on. It's like, daggone it. So, you know, I get to go back and get a picture of Copperfield without a mask. So I totally get what you're saying with that. It just, it's a bummer. It's a, it's a bummer of a thing. Yeah, so that that's what, it, I mean, at one point we're talking beforehand and the idea came up, well, maybe you, to have your finger sign, you could reach through a, like a, a plexiglass window with a hole in it. Right. And it'll sign your thing. I mean, we're just brainstorming. And I joked, uh, I said, no, I don't want this looking like I'm buying liquor in a bad name. <laughs> well, see, that's how they do my flip trick in their show. Um, they have plexiglass on stage. Teller flips the coin and sticks his hand through a plexiglass hole for the girl to say heads or tails. Yeah, well, in, in the context of a live performance, right. that visual is different than the context of TV. I, 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 it's tough for me to articulate why. It just has a different vibe. Because it's in the moment as opposed to being captured forever on video. Yes. I guess that's why. Absolutely. So, uh, so anyway, we were, basically we arrived at, at Allison would, would sign it. And uh, I, I always, you know, it's, it's not said enough what I, I think. So I think she's a, a charming person. Very sweet. And the thankless job of having however many guys go through there in a season you know, 50, or guy, men and women, I should say, uh, 50 nerdy conversations with magicians. Some, <laughs> oh, some of them are quite awkward. Oh, I, oh, good Lord, mine was. <laughs> I had, because the, the second one particularly, the second performance, like, there's no audience there, and, uh, oh, mercy. Yeah, yeah, it was like, look, looking, looking in their eyes, like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I, I wish you know, I could have said, uh, you have a laxative because I'm having a brain fart right now. My brain is so locked up. Nothing's moving. I could not. I, Nothing's my moving. Brain not <laughs> yes. Nothing's yes, moving. I did a brain laxative. That's oh, funny. Mercy. Nothing's moving. But yeah, she's, she's uh, very patient. And um, it's not a weird thing that the, the second shoot, you know, the casino wasn't open. And I. Uh, 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 being in a closed casino has a real Walking Dead vibe. <laughs> Dude, I mean... Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, I, I wish you would have videotaped it. I would have loved to have seen what it looked like. I mean, all, every machine was unplugged. It's got to be weird. It's just, it's just odd. I mean, the, the closest to it, uh, being in, in a casino at like... Uh, uh, oh, what, like 7 in the morning. You're up at that time, and it gets, it's, it's 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 close to that. It's just it's just like this this, this isn't meant to be open now. Did they have? Did they? Well, they but they're in Vegas. They're open twenty four hours a day, and ding ding ding, all hours of the day, all night. Uh, so, did they have like emergency lighting on, low lighting? I mean, they saving energy. Oh, no, it was it was open. It was functional. It was open as far as uh, you know we could walk around and whatever we need to do, but. 
there were no customers. It was just, yeah, everything was there. All the physical properties were there. Obviously, just no, um, no ding, 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 you know, none of that. Um, but the restaurants were closed. You know, the no shops were closed. From Milwaukee, smoking a cigarette with a three-inch ash. Right. Oh my God. Did you have to do like all room service? Uh, they uh, at certain times of day there would be a prepackaged meals. Oh, okay. Yeah. So listen, I know where you're going with this, and yes, I I I, I will say this sadly: there were no buffets. It's Vegas, for Pete's sake. No buffet. Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> but they, but I, I, once again, you know, the, the fullest team. Um, just one above and beyond to make a challenging situation is is uh, is is comfortable and as as pleasant as possible. I mean, you know, it, it was one thing was a little funny. It was my second time there, and everyone's wearing masks. But I I, I guess because you know I'm, I'm I'm a big guy, six three, and all that, uh, and there's like they go doc doc. And I recognized people, but I only had like 20% of their face to recognize. Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) I know you, you were really nice from last year. (laughs) Wow. Seeing a fifth of their face. Yeah. Dude, we still haven't been back. uh, Because of COVID, we still haven't been back to, to headline their show that one night. And they don't do the meet and greet after the show either. Well, they're, I think they're going to get back to that soon. I think they're going to. I hope they do. Yeah, yeah. Do. Oh, well, that, oh, you are so going to love it. You are. That is such a wonderful experience. Dude, uh, I, I can't wait. And, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just the best. Get to have my wife and daughter with me. Um, you were talking about, because you and I talk off and on, you know, every once in a while. You were talking about you were going to try to create a monthly theater gig. How did that come? Did it come to fruition or are you still working on it? Oh, uh, that's going well. I mean, it's not something I can get into right now, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of in development. You're still Um, developing it. Okay. Yeah. Just, just leave it at that. Yeah. The groundwork is, groundwork is going well. Awesome. Um, you recently finished a run at Keller's theater. How was that? Keller's um, uh, Magic Comedy Club up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, second time there. What a wonderful place! Uh, j- just, I mean, it's a it's it's a formal comedy club. It used to be Junior's Last Laugh, and uh, several years ago converted, uh, bought I should say by Bobby Borgia, and converted to uh, Keller's Magic and, and Comedy Club. Just fantastic, uh, Bobby. His wife Christy and the whole team, fantastic people. Um, one of the things before, you know, getting into the more magic professional aspects of it, but just the uh, even more appreciated homey aspects of it is it's currently it's a Friday, Saturday night room. And after the Saturday night show, after the patrons are gone, the, uh, the chef there will throw down some home-cooked meal. I was there, it was pierogies. Which you know, living in Georgia now, after living my whole life in Pittsburgh, I don't get a lot of pierogies down here. Uh, just it was just delicious. Just but more than that, just just the wonderful vibe of hanging out with the other show folk, the waitresses, all that, uh, the owner, and uh, just that hospitality. It's a very home away from home vibe. It's just a wonderful club, but it's wonderful people. So. Um, Appreciate it. So you just worked but, Friday and Saturday night? That's that's all they're open? Currently they're doing Friday and Saturday. Okay. They will expand to that. Um, they will, I'm, I'm confident they will expand beyond that to a, a schedule uh, comparable, uh, you know, with with a normal comedy club. But uh, I, I, I'm guessing, I don't I want to speak out of school here, but I'm guessing some of that is Pennsylvania on the... Um, on the spectrum of COVID shutdown, lockdown, uh, tilted more uh, towards the tighter mm. shutdown. Okay. And uh, so that kind of gets reflected in a little, I think, what business can do. I mean, that, that would be 
my guess. <laughs> but um, so is that, it, that's something Bobby could speak to, the owner could speak to better than I could. Is it multiple shows a night, or is it just one show Friday, one show? It's, uh, one show Friday, one show Saturday. Uh, sometimes they have comics in there, but mostly it's uh, comedy magicians. I mean, a bunch of uh, bunch of folks have played there. Uh, Thomas has been there a couple times. Uh, buddy Danny Corby's been there. Uh, good buddy Jason Allen was just there. Uh, Eric Tate was up there. They also have a behind the bar magic there too which is really cool it, it, it's just a great venue wow that's awesome yeah i'm gonna be back up there this summer and, and looking forward to it well um i'm just looking through my notes here i just want to let everybody know how awesome of a dude you are doc i love you i appreciate you man uh looking out for me uh i just want to make this publicly known um i woke up one day and my email was um my email, my Facebook stuff. People were saying that I was promoting uh, knockoff Chinese websites, and I have that magicians group that's got you know sixteen thousand members now, and I had promoted a, a a knockoff awful website, but I didn't know because the name of it, the regular website. I'm just making up a name because I don't want to give them props, right? Sure. The regular name would be like Harry Houdini's bookstore, and you buy magic there. But the knockoff Chinese website site would be called Houdini's Bookstore. And I promoted them on that site for 16,000 magicians. And all these people were going on other forums and things talking about how I'm promoting awful things and doing this and doing that. And no one took time to think, you know, it's Harry Houdini's Bookstore and Houdini's Bookstore. Maybe he made a mistake. You were the only one. You actually reached out to me and said, hey, Wes, I just want to let you know this is going on. Holy, I didn't know. I didn't know that was even happening. God bless you, Doc. God bless you. Thank you, man. Oh. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> oh, sure, brother. I mean, uh, you're very welcome. And, you know, the, re the reality is, I mean, the, the, these sites selling this stuff, I, I, I'm, if you're just, you know, like, you, know, you know how it is, your husband, father, you're running a business, you got a million things to do. You, you don't analyze every website you look at, you know, like you're looking at this recruiter film. Right. You know, <laughs> shot JFK or something, you know. And so it's it's very easy uh, to, to make that mistake. And sadly, I, I see, well, first, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I mean, it goes without saying. Of, 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 of course, it's an easy mistake to make. And I, I am troubled sometimes of when I see the amount of oh uh, storming the castle Frankenstein with torches. Right, and that's what they were doing when to me. So, and I woke up yeah, to that. When it's so easy to just say, "Hey, bro, you may not know." Oh, boom, done, gone. Right. You know, uh, just this. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there's a lot of that. I mean. You know, I mean, it's 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 no profound uh, statement to say uh, a, a, a lot of people are six foot eight and bench press eight hundred pounds when they're online. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, <laughs> offline, oh well, you know, they kind of forget to be. Uh, they, they they forget how easy of a, of a mistake that is to make. And, and yeah, there's just and, and even when you have you have legitimate sites. Like uh, library.com, you know, L-Y-B-R-A-R-Y, you know, that one, that sells a bunch of downloads. Right. Uh, that, that's all the site does. They sell PDFs. It's a legitimate site. So, yeah, well, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm glad. I feel sorry for the knockoff sites that are selling knockoffs of my stuff because that must be so demoralizing to them. They're not. They're not even making money from the knockoffs. <laughs> Come on, stop. I feel, I feel bad for those. I remember once uh, the lighter side of this. Uh, he, he's no longer with us, but uh, Bob Cassidy, the mentalist author. Oh yeah, he actually yeah. posted once. Uh, he was selling something, and, and I believe this is accurate. I, I, I'm, I'm, or I should say, I believe I'm remembering this correctly. He said, "A," he said, "This was a limited edition ebook." And I thought, "What faith you have in humanity, sir!" Wow. 
that you don't think this won't be that an ebook won't be ripped off, but it is indeed a limited edition. Well, you know, uh, maybe he was saying that I'm only going to offer it for a little while, but um, he didn't understand technology. He didn't understand how the internet worked. He was an older dude. I'm, I'm sure that was his intent and, and his hope, but, uh, uh, you know, it may have been uh, also a bit of sarcasm on his part. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Sarcasm from him is a possibility as well. You know, the thing is, I, I wish that, that more things, I, I wish that certain things like sold both. Uh, I have a, a, a few friends that uh, are, are cruise ship magicians, and we shared the angst of, okay, I'm about to get on a boat. I would like to take these 27 books with me to read. <laughs> you know, you can't. And so it would be great uh, if, if there were more e-books and maybe a, a better way to, to do that. But there, there's not. That's, that's the reality. But we do live in an age of really great books coming out. So I'm, work, I'm working on one myself. I don't know if it'll be great yet because it's, it's not done. What, what is it? What is it on? Can you tease? Uh, I, I, I can tease a little. Uh, it's on... It's on what I do. It's on comedy stage magic. Uh, there's a smattering of close-up in it, but it's on comedy stage magic, and a big chunk of it was written during the downtime, um, you know, the shutdown, when I, you know, obviously wasn't traveling as much. And it's, it's probably, and, and I feel because I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm really fulfilling the definition of tease here. I, I, I don't mean to, but I, I don't want to tip too much. I, it's probably the most personal thing I've ever written, because I've tried to really write it from the viewpoint of uh, it's 3 a.m. and we're sitting across from each other at a diner after a show. Dude, that's uh, fun. Yeah, that's really cool. That, that's... That, it's funny. That's one of the things that... Uh, you think about the things we missed during the shutdown. Okay, obviously we missed doing live and person shows, but yet all those ancillary things that are about the show business life, uh, little things like being on the road and listening to a podcast. I listen to podcasts all the time in my car. I have good friends that are podcasters, and they told me when the shutdown began, their listening rates dropped precipitously. Wow. Because just there was a big lifestyle change. People weren't listening to cars as much. Things, uh, you know, long phone calls with other performers on the road or if you're doing shows with other performers, you know, what's the old phrase? Uh, cutting up jackpots after the show. Yeah. You know, uh, it, so I'm, 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 I'm glad that, that, that not just the performing, but the, uh, the part of the life is back. Well, I I have a deal with a lot of my magician friends, and Doc, you're more than welcome to do this. <clears throat> I don't care if it's 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, whatever. If you're on the road driving from a gig and you're just getting tired and need somebody to talk to, feel free to call me. Um, number one, I love magic, and number two, I'd like to do anything I can to help my friends stay alive. Uh, those long roads on the night alone, man, are tough. I have my wife and I have my family, but being out there by yourself has got to be tough. You know, it's, it's funny, it is not, this is far from the first time I've had that exact conversation with somebody that you just said to me 10 seconds ago. You know, you got like a, a list of half a dozen guys in your head. Okay, it's 10 o'clock, I'll be home in two hours, who can I talk to for 20 minutes to get my brain active? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's definitely a, a, another facet of, of, of the life, you know, of, of traveling and, and doing shows. I remember one years ago, a, a, a buddy of mine says to me, uh, I, I, the next day I was going to be in a show in Delaware. Back in he goes, well, he, he says, well, why are you all, it's kind of, kind of an odd question, why are you all the way to Delaware for a show? I, I says, well, because it's easier than getting them to come to me. You know, it's just, it's just what the, the life is. So traveling, traveling all the way there for a, a, a show the next day 
yeah, it's just, it's just part of part of what we do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Of course, not all of us are, you know, you, you are the Partridge family of magic. That's the motif for your vehicle. <laughs> Partridge family, we're RV. Come on. <laughs> the Partridge family, you do the Partridge family look. I can't sing. I, I'm not. We're not singers. We don't wear. We don't wear '60s clothing. Well, that's why. Bell bottoms. Family of magic. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, but you know what? My wife doesn't know who the Partridge family. Do you? I've never watched it, but I've heard of the Partridge family before. All right, describe it. It's a family that goes around together in a bus that sings together. Right? She knew more than I thought she did. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's a magic link there. Uh, their manager, and his name's escaping me, but his character's name was Ruben King Kane. He was a regular <laughs> abbot for decades. I can't think of the actor's name, but he was an abbot's guy. Wow. And he'd be at the get-together. Yep. That's awesome. And, and Shirley Jones, the mother of the parts family, her first husband, Jack Cassidy, uh, I, he, I know he played a magician several times. He had that kind of cliched look, the goatee and all that. Um, um, but 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 I think he may have been into magic, too. So there, it's there. It's just waiting for you. Yeah. It's going to continue just, to wait, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, <clears throat> Well, um, let's see, let's see. Are you a collector of magic? I have a, I'm sitting in my magic room. I got, I don't know, this is above a two-car garage. So my magic room is as big as a two-car garage. And I have a ton of magic in here. And in my two-car garage, I have illusions and magic magazines from day one to when they ended. And linking rings and bookshelves upon bookshelves of books down there. Do you collect magic? I have, well, it depends who you ask. If you ask my wife, yes, and too darn much. Uh, and I, there's an argument to be had for that. Now, I, I have a pretty uh, expansive library. That's kind of my weakness. Okay. Uh, as, as far as props, not not really. Uh, I have a few uh, illusions, but I will probably not purchase any more. But books are a serious weakness for me all right what are your and it's tough because we are in a golden time of really good books in fact good books coming out what what are your illusions uh uh, i have a uh okay i i have too many guillotines and some of these are just gifted to me they just fell into my lap i have like three or four guillotines head chopper like six foot guillotines yeah six foot guillotines wow uh, and it's it's not, f- frankly, I, I my goal is for a couple of them to just paint them and use them as uh, scenery for uh, Halloween shows. I think they're better for that. Um, and what's the, oh shoot, it, it's, this maybe this is a sign because I can't think of the name, but it's uh, the Steinmeier two-piece zigzag thing. And um, Modern Art. Okay, have you have a, the, uh, that's... a modern art sitting in a case here, and that's a awesome. Shopper, and <clears throat> I have a tip over. Tr- yeah, it's it's not my thing. It's just kind of falling in, uh, falling into my lap. Uh, yeah, it's it's not my, my uh, most of my material fits in a carry on, right? Carry on bag. Well, I just didn't know if you collect if you had it. I mean, that doesn't mean. You know, can you do an illusion at this uh, stand-up event? Well, sure. I have some downstairs I can choose from and and do that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the last thing I did, uh, did an illusion, I uh, was back in uh, October. It was a huge event. Uh, about 2,500 people, I, I saw the VIP in half. Uh, but that's, that's not something I lean into. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedy magician. I mean, my my, my icons are Harry Anderson, Kozak, uh, those guys. They're they're good people to look up to. So, what what song did you use to saw the CEO in half? Uh, Dan Wolf, Chainsaw. 
Nice, nice. Um, we got we got about ten minutes left. You told me you were a grumpy old man, and you had um, not beefs and magic, but you had you had some things that you wanted to put your foot down or talk about. Do, do you do you was that a joke? Was that a joke? Man. That's what you said. Please get off my lawn, <laughs> please. I am. I, I have no grumps, but just let me look at this list here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I waited for ten minutes. I'm not a, a grumpy old man. It's a pretty long list. <laughs> purposes. That's if you put it out in your hand and make it disappear, that could have burned you. Now, if you're just making that cigarette disappear in your hand, well, you just made a piece of paper with tobacco in it disappear. It, it The fire element's gone. Or, or the, this, I, oh, it hasn't been all that long since I've read this, and it seems like magic <laughs> regurgitates the same discussions, and, and because things are online, there's records of these discussions. Someone will bring up cigarette magic, and then someone will suggest, well, you know, if you want, you do this with gold pencils or crayons. I'm like, stop! Stop! I can't imagine... Oh, okay, that's my rant. Okay, that's... okay. Oh, see, um... Okay. He's getting rant. fired up. Moving yeah. on. <clears throat> uh, I'm, 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 you, you may have to ask your lovely bride to leave the room. I make it surly. <laughs> she can handle it. I can handle it. Absolutely. Hey, she gave birth to twins with no medication. She can handle it. <laughs> well, I once sat on my car keys, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a comparison. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's that funny. wasn't sensitive. No, no, no. That's funny. No. <laughs> okay. Uh I, I also have a couple chair suspensions. Forgot about that. That's about illusions before. This has to do with illusions. I think that sometimes magicians, when they want to buy a trick, and this particularly applies to illusions, just need to be honest with themselves, look themselves in the mirror, and say, "Hey, you just want that toy. You don't you don't really plan on using this. You just want the toy." That's, and, yeah. And, and I, 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 I know, I know that's not true with you. I'm just putting you show that you use and stuff. Uh, no, I don't. And, and so I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not help your brother. No, no. But, but the, there's there, there's always that. And, and I've I've asked this question <laughs> myself sometimes, and I'm embarrassed to say some purchase. I'm like, okay, I just I just wanted this toy. I just wanted this toy. It, it, you know, and if it's an inexpensive toy, that's fine. Some of the, uh, and this isn't so much a rant, it's just something I'm exploring in my own head. Some of the things that illusions do 
that we want from illusions in our show are more related to production value, size, that visual impact, and more than an illusion themselves, and and can be accomplished um, through ways that are beyond having to schlep around the big box. Um, I, I, an example of that, uh, a friend of mine was, had this small gig a couple, three, well, three, four years ago, and brainstorming, oh, they want me to produce Santa. What do I do? And this guy had, you know, he didn't have tip over trunk or whatever, any of the ways that you might produce Santa that, that were going to make it happen. And it was like, it was at a mall show. So all the angles that go along with this right. aren't going to work. Until finally, uh, through a suggestion that wasn't mine, I'm trying to remember who gave the suggestion. It was just a smart suggestion. Just do a big snowstorm, crank up the music, and then point to the back of the room and go, and there he is! <laughs> That's perfect. That is, just, that is just the smartest, most practical solution, you know? Uh, double up on your snowstorm loads. Snow's everywhere. Confetti's everywhere. Everyone's having a great time with it. And Santa walks in. Ta-da! You know, so in, instead of uh, spending, you know, a, a thousand bucks or more, he spent three bucks. Well, and here's the other thing. Kids are going to go home and say, you know, Doc Dixon, you know, made it snow, and then he made Santa appear. They're going to say that oh, anyway. That, well, that... No, I know, but I'm just using a name. I'm just using a name. But they would say that, you know, you made it snow, the magician made it snow, and then he made Santa appear. Yeah. Right. That's going to be their story they tell. I don't know. I don't know. Doc? But none of this applies to buying books. Buying books is always good. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, whether, whether Whether I want a toy or not, I have lots of toys in my room, if you want to call it, if you want to categorize it that way. Tricks I'll never use, but I wanted it, and it's on my shelf, and it's in prominence of display. But if it's something that I want to use in my show that I think I'm going to use it for a long time, I have to buy three of them. And that really upsets Natalie. Oh, it's ridiculous. Because I want one in my collection, I want one in the, in the RV, and I want one for backup in case it breaks. That makes sense, right? Uh, I got your back on that one. <laughs> okay, thank you, Doc. Thank you. Well, and there's some stuff uh, where you know, all joking aside, that's that's a, a perfectly, you know, reasonable thing. I mean, um, reels. <clears throat> right. You, you you can't buy one reel. Right. Uh, if it's going to be an integral part of your show. Uh, well, I'm talking about card fountains. I'm talking about, um, you know, I have I had to buy three card fountains when I put a routine in my show. I had to. I'll get silent. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right, good, that, good. I believe that's the law in your state. Okay, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. I just want to make sure you're on my side. Doc? If you want to buy a fourth and fifth, I think I have them sitting around in one of my properties. No, but I'll buy your modern art. I'll come down to pick up your modern art if you're not using it. Doc, Thank you. Thank Doc, you. You are amazing. Thank you for doing this podcast with us, man. Um, oh, oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's always good to talk to you guys. You're just the best. Uh, it was so so great, you know, to to see you on on Fool Us a while back. And you know, I, I will tell you when I watch Fool Us, and I know somebody fooled them. One of the things I will do is I don't watch the performance first. I fast-forward, because typically I'm watching online, to uh, the, the moment when they get the trophy. Because I know I'm about to see some pure, unadulterated happy. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I love that moment. And, and uh, particularly when it's, you know, when it's someone I know, like you guys, and uh, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, one of the good guys. Well, and, my, uh, and seeing my wife and daughter hug, that was that was pretty awesome, um, you know, and cheered me on when oh, I won. Yes, that was of course, that was of awesome, course. dude. We're running out of time. It's doc right. dot com. dot com or uh, for magicians dot com. I got to get that updated. 
put some new stuff on there. Yeah, DixonMagic.com. All right, man. Stay on the line. I'll be right with you. Hold on one second. I got right. a couple plugs real quick. Check out WesIsley.com for all of our merch, uh, Magic Man hats, T-shirts, playing cards, and more. And our next public show is April 15th and 16th at the Hyatt Regency Resort in Cambridge, Maryland. Check out WesIsley.com for all of our upcoming show schedules. See you next week. Check us out online at WesIsley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley. For behind the scenes videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I. -S -E